This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, I can't slow down. It's gonna go, go. It's Hip Hop Tick Tactics with Licia T, the songstress, and Tick Tactic, the DJ. Yo, the boy from Jamaica, Kingston, Tough Dumpling, y'all listen to Hip Hop Tick Tactics. You don't know what me I say. This is your boy, Drew. This is Cruddy Rang. This is your bro, Danny O, representing Real Hip Hop. And you can listen all night long to Hip Hop Tick Tactics, baby. This is where real hip hop lives. This is yours truly, S. Yeah, this is your man, Mike Boogie. This is Dax Flo. Hey, this is Reality. This is M Dunn. This is Zach Wesson. This is Shizzy. This is Nigga Wanna. Yo, you know what to do? It's the Hip Hop Tick Tactics show. Yo, live and direct. That's right, it's the most honorable one. Repping it lovely, always. Your boy Thrust. Oh, this is the Dirty Doc. This is your boy Rock Nitty. This is DK. This is Ironic. Yeah, this is Mocha Only. Oh, this is TJ Habibi. And it's your boy Young Stitch. Hey, what up, what up? It's the Mr. Chips, Not Chocolate, Ill Flow. I'm here with Hip Hop Tick Tactics. What's going on? It's your boy Bishop Brigante. And right now you're tuning to Hip Hop Tick Tactics. Stay locked in, you know what I'm saying? Take that mirror down. Let's go. Hip Hop Tick Tacticians of the World. Hello, 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 everyone. Happy New Welcome Year. Welcome to a new year. Yeah, 2023, baby. We at it. We at it. And we got some good shit coming, don't we? Sure as shit do. We are oh, kicking man. off this year with an interview with one of the prime interviewers mm-hmm. of hip hop in this country, I would say. I would say, too. Um Jeez. Breaking Records Radio. Toronto-based hip-hop media brand, guys. Uh, Can't ask Six Degrees else. Radio. We've got Kelly <laughs> Maloney. Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I'm so happy that you could just be here and just chill with us. Uh, you have so much to talk about that I just can't. I can't wait to dive in. I really can't. I, like, Jay's going to have to probably hold me back a touch. Maybe. <laughs> Or he might end up just talking over me. It's one or the other. I think it's going to be one of those nights. I think so. I, I do have the mute button. Oh, so you're going to mute me? Oh, no. Never that. <laughs> Never that. <laughs> no, thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, just, uh, you know, us talking before the show, uh, good vibes. It's really cool to hear, like, your guys' lineage and your history. And, um, you know, and, uh, I mean, thank you for the introduction. That was beautiful. That's... Uh, <laughs> Not, I, I I should have uh, I should have done it more like Nori drink champs. Nah, no, no. <laughs> I like your guys. Style. I, you know, it's like you said before, right? Uh, you know, if you got to have that originality, right? That's right. Yeah, you've you've been uh, you've been doing your thing for quite a while. You mentioned ten years on Breaking Records. Yeah, we started <laughs> Breaking Records Radio in 2013, so it's we're going on our tenth year this year, which is crazy. <laughs> What, so, what yeah, prompted you to start that? Exactly. Um. So, well, basically, so I grew up in a place called Brantford. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's where Wayne Gretzky's from. It's a telephone city. Alexander Graham Bell, I think, made the first telephone call in Brantford. So cool. <laughs> um, it's about all we're known for. Um, Casino. Coming up, there wasn't really any outlets for us for hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, when I first started making music, MySpace was around. YouTube came out like that year, or just I, I just caught wind of it. Like, the, you know, basically the first year I started releasing music, so we had those outlets. Um, but I'm an old soul, you know. I've always been an old soul. I've always loved music that's like ten years older than my time. And, and, I get you know, that from you. There's something about your vibe that tells me that you're old school head. So keep going, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I guess to to maybe my detriment, I always looked at things like you know you had there there was a formula, even though that formula was becoming outdated in front of my eyes. Um, you yeah. know. I, I, I did stupid things like uh, we, we accumulated a good buzz on YouTube in like the Wild Wild West days. And my dumb ass, instead of continuing to put out weekly videos, decided, no, now I need to make an album and print a CD in 2008. You know, oh, how dumb is that? But, you know, anyways, mm-hmm. right? One of the other things is radio. Hey, how do we get on the radio? You know what I mean? Once mm-hmm. again, format, 
probably wasn't the best thing I could have, you know, but anyway, mm -hmm. so spent a lot of time trying to get on radio. There's only like one radio station out of Brantford. They do not play rap. They do not play local. It's like a hit station, right? Right. So uh, basically, you know, there was this one radio show, Live and Direct, shout outs to Rash Dawn, shout outs to Jay Steels. Uh, I can't remember the other gentleman that used to be up there. Um, I think even the High Cats helped uh, run it at, at one point, but uh, they would play our stuff once in a while. So that was really cool, getting our first spins on the radio and stuff. Um, and then this online station, is the first online station I ever heard of called Gen Zell. They opened up and they were Branford based. So they started playing our stuff, but they started playing it like on rotation. Like they would play oh. it regular. And we're like, oh, cool, you know? So um, yeah. we started breaking records in 2013. And we started with the goal of like creating a brand that was more than just a record label, but like something that people wanted to be a part of, something that just spoke to hip hop. We didn't really know what direction to take it. Um, mm -hmm. And I, corny, corny enough, we kind of were inspired by what Madshaw was doing with Battle Axe. And he was like, people were buying like membership packages to get a fucking patch and a sweater and paying yeah. like, price of their worth to get a membership card and we're like yo if we could tap into this market like mm -hmm. there this is proof that there's a market for if you can create a brand that people enjoy enough like you can basically have them just pay in to be a part of it right here's now, where i'm gonna date myself um in grade nine i sent away money with a thing i cut out of the wu-tang forever cd okay. uh to officially join the wu-tang clan yes he did <laughs> yes, yes, he did. <laughs> I, I got a membership card and a Wu-Tang dog tag. See, that's why you're my boy, though. Like, I can't even, I can't even hate that. I really can't. Like, it's, come on, it's Wu-Tang. <laughs> okay, you're probably one of the only people you knew with that dog tag, though. <laughs> yeah, me me and the other kid in my high school that liked hip-hop. <laughs> only two. <laughs> Basically. See, that's cool though, you know what I mean? And 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 when you say that, I kinda get it now, because all Mad Child really did was repurpose the uh the fan, um, the fan list, whatever, the fan yep. club. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. I really really but we're looking at it and we're just like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? Like people are like we knew people who were battle axe warriors, and we're like, yo, you paid to be like what? Like why yeah. are we hang out every day you know what I mean? yeah so um it was just like we're just enamored by this so that was kind of the idea of building breaking records radio show none of this stuff was even a thought we're just like we want to create something you know what i mean that's bigger than just a label bigger than a rap crew we need a rap crew we need a label side but like it needs to be bigger than that right and uh so anyway sorry like i said i talked um um they start spinning our shit and me and my dad were going for a camping trip um out to uh, Algonquin for a week. And before I left, I, I hit up Ennis, I texted him, I was like, yo, when I get back, we should uh, talk to Robbie uh, at Genzel and see if maybe he'd be down to give us a show. You know what I mean? Like, he already plays our shit all the time. Like, you know, they have a lot of periods of time, they just play music. Maybe he'd let us do a radio show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cool. So I'm like, all right, I'll talk to you in a week. When I leave, when you're in Algonquin, you got like no reception, right? So mm. we're leaving the park a week later. And uh, as we get out to whatever town and I actually get cell phone connection, just bing, 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 bing. So I oh, look at my shit. phone. And this is like, just been trying to get a hold of me for like, just, it's just a million messages. Yo, 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 we got a show, we got a show. Yo, 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 we got to get together. Blah, blah, blah. So me and him got together, literally. I got back to Brantford. We linked up that night um, and uh, made our first pilot of Breaking Records Radio, sent it to Robbie and he loved it. And uh, that was how it was born. It was just like a whim idea, hey, these are the first people that ever really show us continuous love on our music that have a platform. Maybe they'll let us be a part of that platform to some degree. They did. And uh, then when I moved up to Toronto, it was kind of a similar thing. Um, two years later, um, no, actually it was the next year, 2014, I met Chris Jackson um, and, uh, you know, introduced me to Mike and uh, they were just starting Maximum FM. Chris loved my show. I sent him references to some of the ones we had done and he's like, yeah, no, I'd love to have you guys. And that's kind of how uh, it all started. It was like just kind of a, basically the idea to start Breaking Records Radio was never to interview legends. Like I never even thought of making a career out of media. It was just something that did on the side for clout points. I'll be completely honest with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, I'm kind of a key holder. You know what I mean? So people got to show me love. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's going to yeah. rap so competitive. So I'm like, yo, if I'm the only guy in our town with a radio show, people got to kind of show us love. You know what I mean? Or 
they can play the other hand and get jealous and not want to submit and you yes. know what i mean it goes both ways i learned that after sure. um mm-hmm. so it was kind of like the whole radio show i'm not gonna lie was just kind of like something to like help build the brand clout points but the real like the the integrity side of it was we wanted to give ourselves selfishly a platform that would play our music whenever as soon as we dropped it we didn't have to worry about sending it to someone and them liking it or not like we had control of if they played or not but we also want to buy that opportunity for other local guys from Brantford who didn't have that a platform right and uh the idea was to kind of you know my partner in this isn't like a hip-hop nerd like I am he likes hip-hop but he's not like a historian you know like I very much about like the history so i would control the playlists you know mm-hmm. i would make this and then i'd go to his crib and we would lay the voiceovers i would leave spaces and minimize volumes throughout the show and loop in the front of this instrumental and stuff you know like take hours making these shows um yeah. you know and uh yeah it, it just started basically you know to allow ourselves to have a platform give others a platform and it wasn't until joel ortiz came through branford maybe eight months later and uh, it was the first time I met Robbie G. They asked me if I wanted to be a part of the show. And I'm like, and there's the first time I ever heard of a ticket minimum sell count. And I'm like, you're going to ask me to sell a minimum amount of tickets in a town where I'm from and you're not? Like, like you, mm. you push this show. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay, well, I was like, if we're going to pay to get on this show and sell tickets, I want an interview with him. You know, yeah. I just did it part of the business transaction to sweeten the deal. And he said, okay. And so wasn't even in person, got us a phone call interview. But that interview that we just kind of strong armed out of, you know, being asked to sell tickets ended up turning into 10 years of, you know, me literally living my dream, meeting the people that, you know, my heroes, talking to them and actually building a brand that, you know, take the wrapping and the label side away. Like that's the most fruitful part of our brand. It's mm-hmm. it's the most achieved. It's made the most money. It's you know what I mean. So it's like kind of just created itself. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it's just it's crazy. Like I don't know when people ask me that, I feel like I have to explain the whole thing because it's like it was yeah, never just hear it. thought or you know it just kind of built itself. And then over time, as I met people and met promoters and uh, met publicists and stuff like that, they. Uh, you know, and they were familiar with our show, then they would ask, hey, this guy's coming through. You want to interview Twisted? You want to interview, you want to come out to Hamilton and interview Rich Kid? And you know what I mean? So then once like that started happening, I started to look at it and kind of get like obsessive about it and be like, oh, well, well look, this guy's coming to town. This guy's coming to town. So who do I need to reach out to to tell them I have uh-huh. this show? You know, they start getting obsessive and it's like, and that's kind of, that's kind of, in the shortest terms of, you know, I took like 20 minutes to explain the first part. And then mm-hmm. the next 10 years, I put a nutshell of like three sentences, but <laughs> kind of like the actual progression of it, right? It's like, you know, just as you start to realize this is possible, I can interview this guy. Like I, once we got at Mass Ace on the phone, I reached out to him to Twitter and he said, yes, and we interviewed him on the phone. And that after that, I'm like, anything's possible. You yeah, know what I mean? But, and um, <coughs> then, once I started getting introduced to the live shows and doing lot like interviews in person, which started with uh, I'm pretty sure it was the Rich Kid and uh, JD Era show in Hamilton. And after we did that, because we knew a couple someone involved in organizing it, so we're like, "Yo, can you get us interviews?" So we went out to that show specifically just to interview these people after. Um, and uh, yeah, once you know, each little step becomes something that inspires like. If this is possible, then what else is possible, right? To the point now where it's just like, you know, I don't even question where I'm going. It's just when, you know what I mean? Right. right. When do we, when do we get to the destination of what we've been working for? I don't even question it anymore. It's just like, because everything is possible. You know, the worst thing is going to happen is you get a no, but there's a yeah. million doors to open, right? So yeah. weird. This like little thing that's kind of absorbed my life and like taken over it and trust me I, i'm i'm it's a love i think i know as well as anybody how absorbed you can get by this if you let it yeah and it, it's it's a love-hate relationship i love breaking records radio that's my baby that's my me and ryan's baby but mm-hmm. and especially my baby but 
Sometimes I fucking hate it too. I just spent fucking, before we talked on the phone, I spent fucking an hour and a half trying to sync up audio and video because this interview is just splattered mess all over the place, recorded on different devices. It just, mm. bruh, this shit is, it made it's me frustrating. Never, I love interviewing. I hate the back end though, you know? Yeah. Yep. I hear that from Jay all the time. All the yep. time. <laughs> it's a pain yeah. in the ass. You know what? That's and the that, that's part. what, you know, eventually, for interviews at our station, it's, it's more difficult because most of the people we want to interview are closer to Toronto. But that's where you'll find with with the new show that you have the the in person live stuff. You you don't have any of the editing to do afterwards. Like you do the interview, it's done, it's been out there. Like you'll repost it and run promo stuff and all the rest of that. But I mean, as far as like what's out there on the air, it's like okay, I'll show up, you know, a half hour before my time slot, and I'll leave ten minutes afterwards, and there's no work to be done. Yep. Fill in the log sheet. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Log sheet, right? But um, see, and that's the thing. That's why as, as soon as Slam gave me the opportunity, I jumped on. Because, I mean, for one, I've always dreamt about being on the radio, right? And, you, you know, for a certain while while you're doing an online show, you can pretend to yourself you're a radio show host. But over time, you, you're like, you know, you stop entertaining the idea. And you're like, I just create a radio show online that, like, probably two people listen to at tops because the only people listening to this fucking network that it's playing on likely are only listening if i promoted the show and sent them there mm-hmm. you, you don't because i mean i know how to you're say, being realistic everything yeah. you just said was just realistic exactly. <laughs> like you know you, you get to a point where you realize there's a lot of online radio stations and you know the chances that there's hundreds of people listening to your show at that specific time it's on unless you, you sent them there is very slim. So you're putting in double the work promoting your show and uh, and also trying to edit the content and put it out and then promote your channels that you get paid off of from the content yeah. afterwards. Um, and it's, it's tiring. You're burning the wick at both ends. So as soon as I got the opportunity to do FM radio, for one, it was always a dream. For two, I can finally validate Myself, yeah. myself, conscious of my ego, and be like, I'm really a radio show host. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the biggest thing of all is exactly what you said, Jay. It's that uh, you go there, you do the job, and it's done. Yes, mm-hmm. I still edit the interview content after, but that's it. I'm not making yep. a play. I'm not fucking doing voiceovers. I'm not like there's no post production. I go there, I do my job, and I'm done. All I have to do is edit an interview after if I, if if I'm. I'm utilizing the content afterwards but that's and there's, fine. there's something about the adrenaline of it too you know what i mean where it's where it's more of a show than you know yeah, it's real it's real time yes. experience. and having artists up there i'll tell you this having artists up there in the studio on live radio is much different than even like i use the mac studios and have artists come up there do two hour interviews straight right but there's a difference when you're live on radio yes the atmosphere and you're there and you're with the people you're mm-hmm. talking Music's playing and the mics are off. You're having conversation, then you're jumping out of that conversation. Yeah. To go- well, you know what? Until you're taking phone calls, listening to people tell you you suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. It's, it's thing. So you know, and I don't even remember what the question was. We just kind of got here. You guys want to meet my uh, wifey? Yeah, She's sure. Oh, <laughs> be on camera, but it's okay, honey. Hey, it's good okay. to meet you. I'll nice to meet you. <laughs> I think you can see her. <laughs> oh, I think they could see you. I'm off. Uh, no judging. <laughs> You're so bad. You're going to get in trouble <laughs> afterwards. Watch. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even remember the question that got us there anyway. So that's all good. You have, you have, your story is just... Yeah, I definitely want it. Jay, we have to make that happen, okay? Can we, like, go hang out with him for a minute and just, like, have a real, real good talk? Like, yeah. another one? Okay. We yeah. have to do that in person. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, uh, in, in addition to the uh, to the radio stuff, you've also got work that you release as an artist. Yeah. yeah. Tell us more about that. Uh Shit, I mean that's another one. I'll 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 trim the front end off that one because nobody cares about that. Um, I mean basically that same period of time I was telling you about, you know, early uh, YouTube Wild West days and stuff. 
I mean, basically, I'd been rapping for years. I'd already decided before I'd ever gone to a studio, I was going to be a rapper and rap was going to consume my life and music and hip hop music. Like, this is what I was doing. I like yeah. 13 years old before I'd ever been to a studio. This is just a decision I'd made. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, I go to the studio the first time when I'm like 15. And uh, there was one other rap crew in our city. Their name was Get Steady. And they were the only other group I'd ever heard of at the time um, that were they were in our age and they were they had done two shows and the the envy and jealousy I had for these guys to have mm -hmm. the to have booked shows when mm -hmm. I'm like I'm the second yeah I, I'm the realest motherfucker I've never what the fuck <laughs> the only people that knew I rap were people that from like you know your high school. You know, you go to football games on Monday nights and you battle people or you go to other high schools and you battle people like those. Oh. That's the people who knew you rap. And like here you are, this fucking 16 year old with a massive ego thinking that should be me. Meanwhile, these guys are probably putting mad work to book these shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't matter, though. You know? Not in your head at the time. You knew what you had. You knew that you were the shit. <laughs> I thought it was the shit, but I didn't know. I had never, you know, I'd never done more than just fucking rap, you know, like, <laughs> you know. Um, but anyways, it's funny. So it's so funny in hindsight because I justified the shit for years. But anyways, the first song I ever put out was a diss, re diss record to these guys called Truth or Dare. And I put it on MySpace and the shit just like caught steam. Like it was getting like thousands of views and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and um, I became known as like truth, the Truth or Dare guy who dissed gets oh. that and uh that was kind of like the start of my music career. So, and then uh, we got on YouTube early and we started doing these things called Monday Night Massacre. Salute to my brother Santoro. Um, rest in peace, Lipinski. Um, shout out to Juicy. Uh, shout out to C Rack. Um, and there was, yeah, it was my boy Toro. He was, him and C Rack are like two of my best friends. Um, mm -hmm. but they're the older brother of one of my childhood friends. Okay. Um, they're the older brothers that used to pick on us. And when I started smoking, uh -huh. It. They were like four years older than me, but they they get me weed and they were mad cool. They liked hip hop and shit too. So we just became good friends. And mm -hmm. um, and he started doing these things called Monday Night Massacres on YouTube. So um, you know, by the time he was on like week, I don't know, like twelve or something, I was like, or eight, I don't know, whatever. I was like, yo, you gotta have me on this shit. So he came to my crib and did it. And then like, I would be like, yo, well, yo, what are you doing this week for? This week for? I just kind of like force myself into it a little bit right uh -huh. where like he'd be like yeah i'm not even gonna do it this week i'm like yo you have to bro like i became like almost like man managing it for him you know what i mean wow i ended up editing the videos i ended up uploading them on my youtube like we made a full shift over like it, it like it made a full transition but it was still his monday massacre you know what i mean but like i yeah. became with him pretty much every week um and uh, it was cool, man. And we built up a big buzz in the city that way. And um, I still just get steady all the time, randomly. <laughs> and um, it's really funny. Like, there's probably little videos that are still circulating up on there where I probably dissed them. And these guys never did nothing to me, bro. You know, and as a grown man, I'll say <laughs> across this footage, get steady. Fuck you guys. No, nah, I'm just playing. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. That was some silly shit. Like they're probably like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Why is he dissing us?" You know what I mean? Like, who hard to put shows on? I'd be pissed. I'd be like, "Fuck this clown!" You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of that that was kind of like the start of my music career. Um, funny enough, and uh, funny enough. yeah, and then I put out my first album, two thousand nine. It's been a long time coming. I put my second album out, uh, Thank You Come Again. First album was all sound click beats. I don't really consider it an album. Second album, I produced all myself. I taught myself in high school, in my communications class, they had GarageBand, and I was so blown away by this fucking program. I'm like, I can come to class and make beats? So I just like, what I would do, I took communications every year in high school till, and I did two victory laps in high school. So I was in high school for six years. Mm. And I purposely every semester would take communications, even if like I would fail it the year Just before. To make beats I, all day. Like if I needed three left, but I had, you know what I mean? Like I would purposely like fail it so I could take it like literally every semester. <laughs> um, so I could just continue making beats. So I produced my first official album. Thank you. Come again. I believe it dropped 2011. And, mm -hmm. um, 
I produced it all and I produced like 90% of it um, in high school. A couple other homies did beats, but there's no like stolen internet beats, right? Like it was like, one's a old soul, you know what I mean? Like yeah. really, I could have been utilizing all these fire beats online. No one else could have gave a shit. But me, I'm like, nah, man, you got to produce your own shit. Or the yeah. beats got oh, you know what I mean? Once again, yeah. like, somebody 10 years older than me and uh, to my own detriment because some of that shit sounds like trash, you know? <laughs> but I put my 10,000 hours in. Now I make fire beats. You know what I mean? Uh, you what's, your, what's your sequencer of choice now? Ableton. Ableton. You got Ableton. the push? Bro, I got the MPK. I don't yeah. fucking... I taught myself how to make beats with a mouse. So I still make beats with a mouse. There you go, man. Yeah, there you I go. I pull in. I, I do literally all the shit you would do on an MPC, but I do it to my session. And then yeah. I bring people in, and then I splice it. Mm. Where I think the splice would be, or where like this guy talks, and I don't want to use that. Here's three milliseconds. Here's half a second. Here's another two seconds, two minutes into the song, and I can pull, you know, grab them, compile whatever rhythm I'm gonna do or whatever. Just like you would on an MPC, loading them into keys, yeah. you know, and just fucking arrange them. I just move the things and arrange them around until I start to create, and, right? And you know, then create you know, those awkward beat cuts, like you know, the Jay Della, like right before like the snare hits, would be like yep. yeah. a millisecond of just silence, like. And like it just gives it that actual like it it's almost like you go through and and unquantize everything kinda yeah you know like <laughs> i i put purposeful characteristics in it yeah that sound that's a nice way to say it yeah you know what i mean like i purposefully tediously go through shit after i like lay my vocals and shit and like make these little characteristics and like to make it sound like it was, you know what I mean? It's not just a fucking bunch of looped. You know what I mean? Like, it's just to give it, like, life. Character, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let it breathe yeah. a bit. Yeah, exactly. Like, you Let know, that bitch breathe, guru. And <laughs> uh, analog equipment and shit, but it's like, the amount of time it takes to do what I can do in seconds, mm. it just turns me off of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, banging on the keys is fun and fire, but, like, trimming samples and shit, and it's like, bro, I could load this thing in. It's immediately beat map within 30 seconds. And yeah. then I can, I, there's half the battle. There's all the shit that takes the time that doesn't really necessarily take the skill. Like it doesn't take skill to, you know, find a BPM and it doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, totally, yeah. Stretch things out into like, you know what I mean? With knobs and shit, like it just takes time. Mm -hmm. I literally bypass that whole process and start with the creativity. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. It's been really hard to like force myself to, work with analog shit. Like I've bought analog shit. I've used some of it. You know what I mean? I've bought um, the boards, the uh, whatever you call them, MIDI plugins. Like I got yeah. uh, got like uh, the Axiom keyboard or whatever and I got the yeah. plugin MPK. But I, honestly, I'll plug them in like once a year, fuck around with them for like a day or two. And then one wife, he's like, this thing has to get out of the way. Uh -huh. Go in a drawer or a box and I won't pull it out again for like a year. And I'll just go, go back to my method, you know? Mm -hmm. There you go. There's nothing wrong with it if it ain't broke. Yeah, leave man. Alone, man. You work with that shit. That's there's a certain thing that's like you know, there's certain things though, right? Like where you save the time on analog equipment by using like Ableton, mm -hmm. you on the back end <clears throat> kind of lose it. So it probably balances out because mm. to make your drum swing and shit, like you know, you basically <laughs> got to start like you got to you know basically create like just a very simple pattern. You start like. Right, and then fucking, then you want to start building character around and stuff. But like, when you're banging on a key and you're actually in a rhythm and doing a drum line live, you've created the drum line. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you sit there for like three hours, moving a kick around and a snare yeah. around and placing a hi hat a millisecond of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, when you look at it that way, it's like you know people who use key like pads probably like would hate my method because they're like, man, the creative process takes forever. Talk, you had mentioned this before before we started recording, and you kind of piqued my interest. Um, doing the live recording, so I think the Toronto time—that's what—that's what you're talking about, right? The live recording. Yeah. Um. So Toronto time is pre-recorded. The live is uh, six degrees. Six degrees. Okay, so I got them mixed up. But I'm actually curious about your Toronto time episode one. Okay. Want to tell us about that interview? The the first one. Yeah, I think you were. You had Ace and uh, Eastwood or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, it's actually the only one. No, that that's like because we did that when the pandemic was still kind of like a thing. It was mm-hmm. early. So that was the first one I did for the series, but it's actually over Zoom. And I think by episode two, yeah, by episode two, I was doing them in person because then I did the 100 miles, then the Robbie Con, and then Thrust because he's not in the city anymore. We did it via Zoom. But yeah, then they've all been in person uh, since. So I actually would like to do the Ace on one again sometime. Yes. Um, you know, but yeah, no. You just had was- him recently with Merciless, right? Yeah, we just had them up to six degrees as well, too. So that's kind of like, you know, that's where I first like kind of started uh, talking to Asan was uh, when we did the uh, Zoom interview, Toronto Time, episode one. And um, it was a great interview. Like, it was a really, really dope interview. Uh, it was like mm-hmm. almost long. Um, so, you know, when we started six degrees and I and I really fuck with Asan, like the shit he does, he, like I love that, that grimy, like it really represents. It's just so raw, you know what I mean? And that kind of is like, what when I was coming on to Six Degrees, it was like this, I want us the show to have a certain like kind of a reputation. You know what I mean for like mm-hmm. of a quality control. Now it doesn't mean that like we won't play other stuff, right? But like I really want there to like just to try to kind of set an aesthetic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, unmerciless. They just dropped Buffalo Raptors the week. Yes, so that be- album is dope. Oh yo, I got yeah, dope. Super dope. <laughs> It's Check crazy. out our episode from three weeks ago with Jay Frost, executive producer. Hey, shout out to Frost, man. Shout out yeah, to Frost. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it was, uh, it actually has it spawned into something pretty cool because um, from ASON, then I decided, you know, I should probably haul at Merciless to do uh, an interview with him for Toronto Time, right? Because part of because his story will intersect with ASON's, right? So yeah. you know, pockets but he's got more history like you know as far back as you know Terry Chase but even before that right so mm. um we talked we did another great interview and he had me through his studio to come do it and uh so I got to see the studio so I actually ended up going over there to start doing some recording and stuff you know what I mean so it's kind of yeah. just spiraled uh you know it's been it's been dope so um when yeah I you know when we did the first episode of Six Degrees it was like I would love if these guys come up and, and they were they were down and um same with Fresh Kills. He had an album dropping two weeks later, so we invited him up. It was crazy. It was a very busy show, but um, mm-hmm. it, I think it was a pretty special way to kick off, um, you know, the new era of it with me up there with Slam. Um, and uh, you know, we've been blessed to have a few incredible guests uh, since. You know, we uh, we had uh, Decisive on just last week. Um, incredible show, and yeah. Uh, he- on Toronto time as well and we had Daniel as well another incredible show um and both guys that I look up to you know so it's uh it's it's pretty beautiful and uh that's really what we want to do with sex is just build it and uh you know a place where people can guarantee a dope two hours of hip-hop every Monday right. night where things might happen where like you almost don't want to miss it you know what I mean like right like, yes we have you know whatever you know just just make it the, the best, most entertaining two hours you can, but dope at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you're like on that. you're on the radio station. Like when when I was younger, I, I had a friend in high school, and and he had older brothers and sisters, and they gave him Stretch and Bobito tapes. Yeah, so that's yeah. actually how him and I like got inspired to to do our shit. But um we we had a few friends that lived closer to toronto and we would get them to tape uh master plan for us which is on your station ciut yep yeah yep. uh at that time it was hosted by jazzy in motion wow. and uh wow i can remember um at the time they were called nefarious now it's there's just one of them it's tough dumpling he's he's been on a couple times our show yeah. yes he has um, yeah so uh, collision and, and quesro went up in there and they just fucking murdered this freestyle for like a half hour and i oh it was it was just historical man like yeah yeah call it college radio like there's there's something about it man like and and you get it now you're you're on there like there's just something about it yeah and that's exactly that essence we want to bring back to it is that something about it you know what Mm. i mean like and there's some there's shows like drill squad and stuff that are on there right now who who really embody that right but Mm. um and like you know like legendary shows um but that's 
you know, I just want to bring kind of that kind of a flavor and element to it. And exactly what you guys said about like the freestyles and the, and the stretch and Bobito, like that is exactly the direction we're trying to take. You know what I mean? Like stretch and Bobito-ish. Just like, it's something you want to make sure you hear. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. again, bring up in the quality and we haven't introduced like the freestyle segments of the show yet because we're still you know just getting amalgamated kind of with each other because uh it's only been what like six shows you know yeah. what i mean but that is what that's one thing in the new year that we're going to be bringing in uh to close the show each week one of us are going to supply a beat so it kind of keeps us like you know what i, I mean? like that competitive that's very smart <laughs> and then if like we don't have a guest, I'll just have to come up with a new rhyme each week for the, whatever beat we're doing. And then, uh, you know, and then uh, if we have guests up, basically, you know, you'd be expected to come spit some bars. If you don't, then you're getting showed up by the show host and the DJ. You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta, shit. But, <laughs> you know, simultaneously, I want to set a standard for the types of guests we have up. And then, yeah. you know, and, and once we kind of set that in motion, it's kind of the two things meet. You know what I mean? And then people... If you want to come up, you, you got to be ready to show your shit. You know what I mean? It's I like that. Of, the way it should be. Part of the show, you know, like where people, you, you know, you when people book the interview, they know that they're going to have to come up with a rap. Yeah, expected. You know, I want to set that precedent. You know, we just uh, haven't been able to quite introduce that yet. Uh, Do you guess what, guys? No, you- no, no background vocals in your tracks when you go probably either. So Let's stop it. Uh, no, but uh, but seriously, this sounds really awesome. Now, have you ever? Th- it's been like six episodes in so far. You said. Now, would you think you would want to, you know, put that on a video format at the same time? Yeah. So that's the idea too, right? Is like it's all content creation at the same time. So even though it's live radio, you know, all the interviews I do, I I film and record, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no. So it's that content's forever still, you know? Um, but once we introduce like the freestyle, that's why, you know, me and Slam yeah. week. So we own all the content. We don't have to worry about like copyright and stuff. You know what I mean? We exactly. Can make freestyles and stuff like back in the day and put them on streaming. You know what I mean? It'll be all original content. I like so that. I, the thing about it is like, you know, a lot of those old mixtapes and some of those great radio freestyles and stuff. One of the biggest problems with them is you can only get them in the shitty quality that they were presented in and from yep. whoever, Recorded them or dubbed them or how uh-huh. many through them, you know what I mean? And then uploaded to fucking YouTube in 2006 and they sound like shit and yeah. from what it sounded like. And there's only that version that's up. And, you know, like it's, you, you kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing hearing people rap on industry beats and shit, but it's like, why not make interesting, like, make something more creative about it right mm, cool. yeah absolutely so you know me and slam both produce we're both season producers we're not like you know we started last year so right. like, we keep each other challenges it can become a competition between us you know who's gonna come with you know like ah that was a nice beat last week look what i came with this week you know what i mean and you can do that and uh you know have guests coming up and they know that they gotta they gotta spit i think it's dope man i think it's really cool i think it'd be it'll be kind of you know and then that content can live on forever. You know what I mean? Because we don't have to worry about, you know, somebody else owning it or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my favorite part about it. Definitely. You know? you know, it reminds me of it. Reminds me of um, the basement. So that's kind of you know the aesthetic. Yeah. It's like because <laughs> the difference with like Stretch and Bobito is you know they just hosted. They didn't rap. You exactly. Know what I mean? Like, but you guys are t- you guys decided to step outside that box for a second. I don't. Nobody's done that yet. You, you can pr- you can produce your shit and you can spit, and yeah. you're challenging each other. And you're gonna have all these other artists already know that this is the expectation. You're walking in to do this on the shit that you've created. Yeah, <laughs> like that just makes me want to do a big belly girl laugh because <laughs> <laughs> no one has done that. <laughs> It'd be crazy, right? But, It'd that's be why, dope. That's why. <laughs> You know, I, I don't even know if I should have said all that, but yeah, that's kind of the, the plan. But the thing is, we don't, we got to kind of like get a reputation, I think, about the show first, like a certain, uh, like, yeah. uh, there's got to be a certain, um, it's got to be a certain aesthetic to it first before, like, we can just like expect people to actually come up and just like rap. You know what yeah. I mean? Because rappers nowadays, like, aren't built like that. 
Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> this is my plan is that, you know, for the next few months, I want to just make these shows really special with our guests and stuff. And then as we start to bring on, like, you know, just kind of up and coming dudes each week, mm -hmm. that's when I introduce the rapping segment. So yeah. built this aesthetic that the show's got a certain quality, but you then you build the expectation for guests. Like, if you're coming up, you're exactly. rapping. You yeah. know what I mean? Then, when you start to get some of the other guests come in, uh -huh. ah, right? The hype you know, is there. They're gonna know. I'm gonna. I want to be better than this one that just came in. So I already know I gotta get my A, B, and C together to put. Yeah. Yo, let's dope. Let's dope. Yeah, you better work on your shit I'm now. Talking. If we're gonna go up there, who are you talking to? I'm not the rapper. You are shit. I'm, I'm a not a rapper, baby. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Right, I mean, obviously, situations like that, it wouldn't apply. <laughs> People coming up, like, if you're coming up and promoting a single, you have a oh, yeah. show. <laughs> oh, yeah, without saying, yeah. This that's is about, funny. it's not only that, it's like, that sounds like it's like, you know, strong arming it, but realistically, mm. not. Yeah. Just create this essence and this vibe about it where people actually want to come up just to do that you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like yeah i'm not even promoting a record i just want to come up and rap this week you know what i mean Should, mm -hmm. like kind of the realistically like you know the vibe and the essence of what we want to try to create you know i have no doubt this is going to succeed i feel like that's something that we've been missing don't you jay yeah i mean we we touched on it briefly when we uh we were setting up this call about what what things used to be like in the the glory days as i like to call them but uh, uh -huh. you know I, I also pointed out that there was no ac and the fan was loud and you had to turn it off and half the freestylers were kind of shitty and you know it wasn't always good all the time but um you know i think i think in this this era with you know access to technology and air conditioning the way we have it now we could bring it back 20 25 years later with you know a real bang and and success and top-notch mcs and comfortable mm -hmm. climate control comfortable climate control <laughs> no sweaty ball smell that's pretty much what you're trying to say but not trying to say so i'll say it for you no sweaty ball smell there hey you know that sweaty ball smell or that like the alcohol sweat coming out of men <laughs> like just oh yeah you gotta love that next day hangover sweat it comes out in the freestyle you know what i mean like you, you heard that these man mans are sweating and hungry and then then they hand you back the headphones and they're soaked oh yeah <laughs> here just put these headphones on it's the kind with there's, the soft foam it's no problem there's some beauty to it though you know what i mean there is yeah it's like nasty as it is oh for sure oh, god for sure it builds character it really does. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Oh. Holy shit. That's too funny. Yeah, you're, yeah, hilarious. Hilarious. But you've interviewed quite a bit of people, bro. Uh, like I said, I wanted to touch on a couple of, couple of them if we still have the time. But um, yeah. one of my favorite bands of all time, you got, you, I don't know how you did it, but I want to know about it. A Tribe Called Quest, man. You got to... Uh, you got fight talk <laughs> like we're about to cry <laughs> the fight man rest these fife dog um <sighs> was that that night that interview that everything about that was a turning point of my life in many ways um like not like you know what i mean like without saying something really personal it's hard to like explain <laughs> what i'm by that but like basically that was a point that night i knew that something in my personal life wasn't going to work anymore mm -hmm. but it was right that i interviewed five dog at that point that was the most legendary biggest shit i had ever done um mm -hmm. i loved tribe called quest like straight yeah. um and uh and not only that but like like they happened to be a you know the odd man there luckily out us to him who filmed it for us and gave us the footage like you know we we're young we were like you know like we didn't bring camera or nothing you know what i mean you were not ready you weren't prepared but you did it we prepared just well we got the call um shout out to chris got rocks um he called us up and he's like hey you know like you guys want to interview five dog today he's coming through max we're like uh okay yeah. that's <laughs> 
pers- uh, a personal pivot in my life too because the girl that I had been with for like 10 years and lived with, um, when she came home from work that day, I was like, yo, guess what? And she liked Tribe, right? And uh, I was like, yo, at the interview, like, we're going to go interview Fife. And her response was, so you're ditching me again. And I just knew at that moment, I was like, oh, this is never going to work. Yeah. And uh, a pivotal moment in my That real- is definitely a pivotal and- moment, love. And then went and did that interview and like just my brain was not in the right place because I'd come to this realization and I just could not drop the thought. But the interview mm-hmm. went. Um, and I just remember like leaving it and being like, yo, this is like, this this means something. Like not that the interviews I did prior hadn't, but like this, like, I was like, this is like something I love. Yeah. You know? Like that, that interview was like a really big, just more, it, a very pivotal moment in many ways and then you know unfortunately Fife uh, passed away rest in peace yeah, Fife. rest in peace for oh. sure man he was just such oh. a humble humble respectable dude man and uh you know we were pretty green to interviewing and he didn't like treat us like we were like you know what I mean I think we were a little the interview could have been a little doper if I know what I knew now but um, right but you know he he was respectable. It's, I mean, we didn't tank it, but like, you know, it, it just wasn't like. Top. You know, it could have been better. <laughs> you know, he was but very. He still did it. Everything honestly it gave us, you know, respectable, even though he wasn't feeling well. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Fife. That was, uh, he was an incredible dude. Yeah. No incredible five footer. Well, Shit. Yeah. And there's so many others that you have on here. Uh, one that the other one that popped up to me was Yo Yo. Are you messing <laughs> with me right now? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yo Yo. That was a cool interview too. Actually, that was um. But that was when the pandemic's just before the pandemic started, I think. But uh, I I'm trying to think if I recorded that. It was a phone interview either way, but mm-hmm. I, I recorded that. Uh, at max or at home when the pandemic started um but uh it was around yeah no the pandemic had just started because i think i did a box about covid night yeah so it was after yeah because that that was the first video clip i ever uploaded where like youtube gave me like that like unmonetized the video because it talked about covid because it was in the title uh, oh this is gonna be a thing you know yeah. what i mean right. first thing I noticed so and i think i actually took it down that clip but yeah, no, it was a good interview. She was, uh, she was, you know, she was dope too. Considering, I mean, like, you know, you, you know, I'm like, you know, loving hip hop and shit now, and like, you got, yeah, like, <laughs> like do like an hour long interview with like an underground independent radio show for an hour and talk about your history. I mean, it was I love pretty. That. It was good like, on her part. Yeah, for sure. So, um, that that yeah. was. That was cool. That was really cool, actually. I, I like that interview. She talked about uh, everything. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. I'm going to have to track it down because now I want to hear all about it. So, okay, there's two other things not related to um, any of what, what, you, what you've what uh, you interviewed. It just popped into my head. Yo, Jay, did you see that um, DLSO now has their stuff on streaming platforms? Yeah, I did. As of this week, finally. Finally. So what I what I need to ask you then is what version of Ego Trip in part two is up? Does it have that screaming at the beginning or not? Uh. I have to check. Uh-huh. I have to check. Because I've got point. I've got two um two CD copies of the album that that was on. And one of them has that at the start. And I always get pissed off if I grab that file when I'm DJing by accident because it's like, fuck. Or there's the one yeah. that they, they like took the screaming out and it's better. But <laughs> on that yep. note, best my very best hip hop moment ever was uh, at Arrow Hall in 2008. During that song when they say, I got the shit to make you jump and the whole place went up and came back down at the same time in unison. Best hip hop moment ever. That's pretty fucking fire. I've heard and seen what you just said. As I interviewed 
OGs, like in the Toronto scene, and they talk about like certain shows that came through and stuff. And like, there's moments like that where like, yeah, just this unison thing. You know what I mean? Like, like everybody when they said jump, everybody in that whole place jumped and came down at the same time. I was I just, fuck, man, who was it? We we're just talking. It might have been Daniel, but I think he mentioned something about uh, um. Was it a Big Daddy Kane show or one of the concerts he had went to? And he just remembered like there was this moment, this, or was it the the um, black shit? Marky. It up, pick it up, and everybody in the place jumped at the exact same time. Ooh, that would have been dope. Dance everybody used to do where they would like do like the crouch and then jump up. But it's like he was like this whole like place, like it was like just unison. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I know what it was. He told us a similar story to it. It was uh, special ed. And this, yeah. something happened where like they lost power or something, but he kept rapping and the whole place kept going boom, 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 and he just kept doing the song or some shit. Crazy. Like, but, like that was that was before I could go to any shows. <laughs> that's, <crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> that's so much fun. And there was something else we saw this week. So um, who was it that uh finally went got uh uh, certified Platinum. Roxanne, Roxanne. Yeah. Well, Roxanne's Revenge. Roxanne's no, Revenge, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, man. Wow. That's dope. From that 1984 till now. That's crazy. 1984. Her groundbreaking single, Roxanne's Revenge. <laughs> crazy. That's just dope. That's just dope. Somebody screwed love- up once and... Uh, left a box of records at cash converters and uh i grabbed the whole i just started looking through it and i just told them i'll take the whole box and uh this was years ago but it has like utfo and the roxanne one and uh sparky d like there was like four or five different roxanne records in that box i'm like oh my god i need this now and the person's like well what do you want like you're offering me for the whole box i'm like yeah i'll just like here's 100 bucks whatever and i just took the box and like that i don't even think they'd stickered them yet oh yo my brother used to work in cash converters and we used to get like yo we get the sick if they hadn't stickered it yet yo, yeah yo Yo, I forgot about the fucking stickering it. Yo, <laughs> you like brought back a childhood memory. I remember. Yeah, that. <laughs> I would have to go see him at work before he like, you know, what I mean, would put shit on the floor. He'd have to like give me a up so I could go like check it before it got stickered. Yep, Dude, that's wild. <laughs> that's so crazy. It's wild. So crazy. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. yeah, no, all your stories are just fantastic. I love every single, I'm definitely now a fan because my first time meeting you and hearing about you. So definitely, like I told Jay earlier, we have to, we have to connect. We definitely do. Yeah, There's a vibe here that I'm liking. I like the, the like-minded chatter and yeah. Uh, yeah, I can dig it. We all have a smoke together and just talk shit. It's going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, thanks again, man. Uh, you know, you, you came up here very last minute, and yeah. uh, we we really appreciate that. And it's it's great to have you know someone who feels the same way about the music as we do, and I think ultimately has the the same goals with the music as we do. And that's just to to put as much of the the good, and I, I stress good, independent hip hop music into as many ears as possible. Hey, that's right. a- you know, that's all you can try to do. But you know, at the end of the day, good is subjective too. So it's like mm-hmm. if someone like I'm I'm shit, then I mean I'm shit to that person, but that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, completely. I do what I do good. You know what I mean? And yep. you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, that's cool too. So You're listening exactly. to the wrong thing. Just change the channel. Exactly. I mean it's not good, it's just not for you. Exactly. Simple. Then, you know, <laughs> Many you know? options. That's the thing. Options. Well, just, if, if you're still listening right now, you definitely like them. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But before we finish the show, yo, Jay, uh, you have a couple things you need to announce before we go. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, February third, yeah, February third at uh, Stage Forty Four in Oshawa, we have Tony Yayo 
And opening for Tony Yeo is Shizzy the Empress from Raw Dog Family. And then two days later in Toronto, we have Tony Yeo, and that's at the Rec Room right beside Steam Whistle Brewery. And opening is 420 Click and Black's Bossolini from Raw Dog Family. Yeah, buddy. March 11th at the Biltmore in Oshawa, we've got Move a Sound System and Human Rights Band. And they are at the Red Dog in Peterborough, April 1st. Yeah. those All those shows are going to be like fire. Like, I cannot wait for the uh, Move a Sound System one, like that one. Uh, I might have, to, I don't know how I'm going to behave myself. I really don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's the fun of it. Clearly. <laughs> I can't say I'm getting too old for this, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and the Tony Yeo show is going to be mad fire too. So shout out to Shizzy and shout out to uh, 420 Click and uh, Black's Bossolini. You guys are going to do fire on that. So And and that show is traveling all across Canada. I, like every city that has an OHL or that level of team gets a tour date for that uh, for that tour. If you've got more than 40,000 people in your town, you're getting a Tony Yeo show. You get a Tony Yeo show. You get a Tony, you get Ayo, a Tony Ayo, Ayo, Ayo show. And you I'm get actually, one. So, so hit up local artists in your area if you want to see Tony Yeo uh, end of January through February. He's, he's everywhere in Canada. He'll also yep. be in Hamilton too and I'll be performing at the Hamilton show. So if you're in the oh, Hamilton show right now, I don't. I wasn't prepared for this, but it's someday. It's online. It's sometime right. in February. <laughs> it's in February. It's online. You can find it. <laughs> yep. If not, we'll say it again next week. <laughs> 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 and on that note, hey. come back Save next that. Tuesday at 10 p.m. Trent yes. Radio 92.7 CFFF in Peterborough, around the rest of the world at trentradio.ca, and listen to previous episodes at doingthemusic.com slash tactics. All right. Stay blessed, everyone. Till next week. Keep fit and have fun. <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? It's your boy, Young Stitch, BT Freestyle Friday champion. And I'm here with my mans on Hip Hop Tick Tactics, and we going in right now. Opponents, we will slay them. When they cross us, not even God can save them. We do this every day, man. Kill a stage, kill it, and the people go insane, man. We do this every day, man. Not even God can save them. We keep it going from the open till the thing ends. Cause I love my enemies and hate friends. Hater, this is me. with the shit. You can skip the shit, you only grip sticks When you win the whip, switching shifts You wanna fight? Well, I ain't the one to pick it with I hit you with this fist and you'll be wishing they get pistol whip I've been in this shit a minute and I'm in this shit to win it So I kill them with consistentness You could print this with a million pixel images But still your vision's limits ain't equipped for you to picture this So I hope you listen, your little homie's tripping About to hook him in the jaw like I'm going fishing Beating crews is my only mission And I hope you're witnessing me eating up your food Cause it's an open kitchen Don't avenge your little homie though, I know you miss him I swear I'm six feet of soil You'll be going with him. Who's the dopest spitting? Self-titled, Maloney stitching, breaking records, bitch in the coalition. Mayhem. Mayhem. Opponents, we will slay them. When they cross us, not even God can save them. Mayhem. Mayhem. We do this every day, man. Kill a stage, fill it, and the people go insane, man. Mayhem. Mayhem. We do this every day, man. Mayhem. Mayhem. Not even God can save them. We keep it going from the open till the thing ends. Cause I love my enemies and hate friends. Hater, this Yo, is Put on your best game face. Make sure you aim straight. Champion on my nameplate. But don't mix my words up I'm throwing out bread like the old man at the birds love I go all in, how I'm supposed to I'm in a class by myself like homeschool I even ran through an obstacle course Did some crazy wild flips, even hopped on a horse I get no sleep, smack it till it's no teeth And what you make in 10 years, I make it 4 weeks That's hard life, all the chips you had left Cause you ain't play your cards right, alright I just see the coward in you I make you walk a tightrope when the balance is due 24-7 on my grind, yeah I beast out and just like Pizza shops, I keep a cheese can. Opponents, we will slay them. When they cross us, not even God can save them. We do this every day, man. Kill a stage, fill it, and the people go insane, man. We do this every day, man. Not even God can save them. We keep it going from the open till the thing ends. Cause I love my enemies and hate friends. Hater, this is mayhem. Notice mayhem is extreme. Dynamite and the wick is lit On fire like a cigarette Come try boy, wicks get split
You're just a little bitch You duck down when I clench my fist Fuck round, you gon' see what's next I'll show you on the yeah. when you're dead Look. I'm sorry, but your number's up. I could get you stabbed in the abdomen for a hundred bucks. I'm getting lucky, so much money that I had to hide it. Now I got bills in the water like it's the life aquatic. That's a bunch of bodies in the Tesla. So when they play the background, the shotties for the extras. Product in the dresser. I park in sun sees me. All of a sudden, everybody get to mention. 45, make them do the robot. How you spending more than my wrist when it's at a stovetop? Cooking, SWAT setting up the roadblocks. Talking and you getting shot in the face like a Botox. Ain't nobody as ill as I Let you lie while you living for trying to live a lie You better get inside Everybody losing their cash When I cruise in a massive vanilla sky Mayhem. Opponents we will slay them When they cross us not even God can save them Mayhem. We do this every day man Kill the stage, fill it and the people go insane man Mayhem. We do this every day man Mayhem. Not even God can save them We keep it going from the open till the thing ends Cause I love my enemies and hate friends Hater this is Mayhem, Mayhem. 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 Mayh